Welcome to 95 Mac Watch Time, a new podcast series exploring the world of Apple Watch and how it's changing people's lives. My next guest is Ian Blackburn, the Apple Watch triathlete. Thanks for joining me, Ian. How are you? I'm great. My pleasure, absolutely, to join you, Zach. Fantastic. Just at a high level, kind of describe who you are and and, and where the watch you know fits into your life and um, yeah. kind, of, kind of what's it done for you. Um, yeah, so I, I mean, just broadly, I'm a 54-year-old father of three um, and uh, you're know, not a lifetime athlete at all, but I've sort of found myself in a position where I've trained really hard and used Apple Watch to help me train and complete um, two Ironman distance triathlons in the last uh, last two years, um, and as well as a, a sort of whole load of other um, events. So I've I've gone on a journey. I mean, from from my um, youth back at school, I did um, swim a little bit. So I used to be uh, a sort of uh, competitive swimmer at school level and sort of city and. I mean, one of my greatest sporting achievements was probably 11 and under, uh, 100 metres uh, county breaststroke champion. Oh, cool. And that was a sort of peak, I guess, of fitness for me for a long time after that, because once I sort of left school and started work, um, I was I basically sat in front of a computer for, you know, for years, for 20 years or so, and didn't really exercise. Yeah. F- and from, so mm-hmm. from, from what yeah, I know, from what I know about you, uh, you, you sort of began around age 40, right? The getting into yeah. health and fitness again in a big way. And it was, it, it sort of predated the watch at the start, yeah. but then the watch entered in during the process. So yeah. sort of describe that. And then, and then, you know, so you've got experience without the watch and that yeah. journey, and then you've got experience with what, what can the watch do differently for you? Yeah. So yeah, you're right. It was about 40. In fact, um, I went, on a sort of forties lads holiday, um, <laughs> which, <laughs> which was fun, but was, uh, ended up afterwards. We sort of, it wasn't a long distance flight, but I had a fairly long distance flight, four hours or so, and then a long drive and actually resulted in a, a DVT, which was quite serious. And so that's a, a deep bone thrombosis, thrombosis in the, in the leg, mm-hmm. a clot basically. Um, and that gave me a bit of a, a bit of a scare because, you know, I thought I should really start getting a bit healthier, lose some of the weight that I was carrying at that time. And I think that was the, the sort of initial point of me getting started on a sort of fitness journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, from that, I, I started walking. Um, at that point, I would log the walk on iPhone. Um, because I've always found it a, a motivation to, to look at the locks right. you know a lot of people say why why do you need to do it just go out and do it just walk just do your cycle why do you need to sort of log it and look at the data but i find that reliving what you've done through the data afterwards actually motivational yes i enjoy that aspect of it um and you know it's, it's a real pleasure i find to sit in front of the the screen and actually just see oh yeah that bit was good and you can sort of relive it in your mind i think so there is that and so from from that um i bought the bike i started cycling and then i started um this was all way before apple watch but it still had iphone but i was using garmin really to to log uh activities on the bike and i i got interested in triathlon or triathlon type events um from a thing in wales called the long course weekend which um some family members had done um and 
you know, I sort of foolishly thought, yeah, that I, I could <laughs> do that <laughs> and signed up for it and gave myself a year to, to do this. And what that is, is basically the Ironman distance, but over a whole weekend. So you, you arrive on Friday um, and you do a, a 2.4 mile swim in the sea mm-hmm. on the Friday evening at sort of six o'clock, which is beautiful in the sun, beautiful sunset, typically going over the sort of Welsh coast. It looks incredible. Um, so you swim that on the Friday night in among all the, the, the uh, jellyfish, which isn't so much fun. <laughs> but, <laughs> then on Saturday, you do a 112 mile bike, um, which is through again, glorious countryside in Tembe in Wales. Um, but very, very hilly. So that's quite hard. And then on the Sunday, you run a marathon. Oh, wow. So that was, so, yeah. So that was, uh, it's a, an amazing event, actually, because you, because you can just pick one bit. So some people just do the swim. Some people might just run half a marathon. So you get all sorts of different people doing, doing it throughout the weekend. And it really is an incredible, um, atmosphere in, in Wales on that. Everybody gets right behind it and it's amazing support. That's awesome. So, so, so in, in that case, um, I always wonder, like, what? How does someone go from not being active or fit to, yeah. you know, th- there's got to be space in between that and then when you have your big achievement, you know, you finish a big yeah. accomplishment. And for you, it sounds like so. So it's the DVT. It, it's the it's the clot in your leg that, yeah. that kind of nudges you. Like, hey, you know, you're, yeah. you're not getting any younger. You got to take care of yourself. Then, yeah. then it's the influence of family and friends who are participate in this race already and so you see them and you're influenced by them and so you think i, I can do this and, and and you make it happen right that i think that's spot on yeah, yeah. absolutely i mean that, that it's small steps as well so it's you know I, I just i do quite vividly remember thinking actually i'm going to walk to the shops today rather than get the car and that was almost the sort of starting point of it and actually logging that on the on the phone like i say um and and then looking at it and think oh actually looks like I burnt quite a few calories just doing that. That's quite in- interesting. Right. Um, and you're know, gradually building up from that. And it's the same, it's same with the, when you look at the, the Ironman distances and those big events as well, I think it's a similar sort of approach because if I talk about that now and think, Oh, could I go out tomorrow and do those distances? I would be, I don't think I could be. When you just look at it bit by bit, mm-hmm. when you're actually in the event, when you're sort of just taking it small steps at a time and living it in the moment, you, you get there. So it's always a massive challenge when you look at a you know big thing in the distance. Actually, once you start approaching it and you sort of going up at it step by step, it's a lot easier. And I think that's generally what you do. And I think also you're right. The family uh, and you know other people involved provides a lot of motivation. That can be just in support. It can also be a bit of the you know I've said to somebody I'm going to do this, so I really can't can't not do it totally not, yes. i look like a fool or something yeah. <laughs> yeah there is an aspect of that yeah so, and i think that's also true with a coach if you get an online coach or somebody who's helping to coach you that one of their motivational aspects is the fact that they've just you know they they've set something for you to do mm-hmm. that, that's within reach it, but not your ordinary right yeah 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 and and, and being data driven i'm the same way and i i feel like the data itself can be a partner can be a coach because it's like you know, a, a coach would do that. Like if you were, if you were yeah. working with somebody one-on-one, they'd be like, you know, this is how they track your time for you and track your, your yeah. distance and everything. Um, and, and, and the easy access we have or easier access we have now to the technology, like especially the Apple Watch, it's like you can have that coach with you everywhere you go and yeah. it, it's right on you. <laughs> I, I love that about it. I do too. And I think what the exciting aspect of it that could develop from it is that it could be, be start to be adaptive because what apple watch can do that other 
sort of sports tracking things don't do so much is they they can give the whole it can give the whole 24 hour view mm-hmm. um and so you know you can do that on some other watches but they're not so nice to wear all the time so right. an apple watch is a good as a day-to-day watch that you can wear all the time for all of its other benefits but it can start collecting data that more holistic view so things like you know what's your resting heart rate or what's your heart rate variability which is something I'm particularly interested in, mm-hmm. you know, how did you sleep with the sleep tracking, if, even if you have to use a third-party app currently sure. and devices. But you could then, because one of the problems, I think, of having a prescribed uh, plan for an event is that, it's, you know, you're going to fail. Things are going to get in the way. Life's going to get in the way. Right. And what you need to do is to be able to adapt. So a real coach is great at that because they'll say, oh, look, you're looking, you've got a cold or you've got that injury, so you should be taking it easy this week or drop that. And I'm interested in what Apple Watch can do in in that same regard by yes. looking at the data that it captures and adapting its advice to you based on that holistic view of your current health. Yeah, e- even the simplest concept of like having a rest day built into the activity streaks, people have wanted yeah. that for a long time. And I have to imagine that that's something that Apple's thinking deeply about and how to do it well. And, and, and yeah. that fits in there perfectly. Um, another thing about, about the... Uh, the data is just like you might not give yourself enough credit for what you're doing and, and being able to yeah. track it over time is just, just terrific. I, I love that about it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's really important mm-hmm. to do that, to give you that, that credit yep. to yourself, give yourself a pat on the back. Yeah. I, I kind of have an idea of, about run times because for myself, I'm just a casual runner. Um, but, uh, when you say it, you know, around a two and a half mile swim, like what is the kind of range of how long that, that takes straight, you know, duration wise? Well, the best I've ever done is sort of one, twelve, one hour, 12 minutes. Okay. Wow. That's a long time to swim though. Yeah. It, it is. <laughs> but I tell you, swimming is a strange thing because one of the things I, I like about endurance is you just lose yourself in the moment and you sort of, you know, you, people say, How, what were you thinking about when you were cycling for seven hours? And I think, I can't really remember what was. Sure. <laughs> You're just in the moment enjoying it. Right. And swimming is even more like that. So because you just get these little glimpses of, of reality as you as you breathe mm-hmm. and everything else is a, it's almost like a trance so i really enjoy those long swims yeah th- that's um, what running is like for me it's that um you know for the maybe like the first mile or first you know uh seven or ten minutes or so i'm, I'm thinking yeah. about running and then after that first mile my body kind of becomes autonomous where it's it's doing the motions and then i'm you know in my mind i'm up there thinking you know i'm thinking through problems and thinking about things i want to do and things of of you know uh, recapping my my you know week or so and, and it's it's it becomes nothing about like thinking about the motions of running anymore or about yeah. you know you try to ignore kind of the the stresses of your body and everything and so that's that's, a, that's an yeah. awesome feeling and I think that's an interesting thing from for people who are just starting out as well, because often if you start running the first time you run, you you just get that first bit, don't you? You're thinking about the motions of running and the pain, and thinking I can't do this. Right. Um, but you, once you get past that, that's when you start to really enjoy it. I mean, I think every run I go on, I always have that first bit, which which is like, oh, maybe I can't do this today. Yeah. <laughs> and it takes a while to get into it. Yeah. Let's talk um, sort of broadly about. Uh your transition into going from Ironman training and, and that experience, and then the Apple Watch comes out. Like, wh- what's your first Apple Watch, and how do even specifically like what model, and how do you go about you know acquiring it, and and that that yeah. first impressions kind of thing. I mean, so I've had all, I've had all of the the versions of Apple Watch. So the first 
yeah, so from series zero. Is that what we're calling it now? Series zero? A technically first, first generation, but yeah, it's a great nickname, series zero. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um I had that and I had one and two and when I did the first Iron Man, actually I that was when uh two was out, so before series three. Um, or it's just as it, series three came out, I think, as I was doing that. So I tripped, but those first three I didn't really use exclusively for, you know, for, for training. Mm-hmm. So I was much more in Garmin then. And after I did the I'm the first Iron Man in Maastricht, um, I did have my, my Apple Watch on throughout the whole event, but I was primarily logging it, um, and doing training on with a Garmin watch and a Garmin, Garmin devices. Sure. I sort of talked to some people and they were sort of, oh, why have you got an Apple Watch on? And I was thinking, well, you know, it's a cool watch. Uh, and they were sort of saying, oh, yeah, you probably you wouldn't have used that to, to train for the Ironman. And I always thought, well, maybe I could, especially with Series 3 <laughs> coming out. Sort of a challenge it was, there. It was, yeah, Garmin's become a verb, I think, for a lot of athletes. It's sort of, you know, have you got your Garmin, not have you got your bike computer? Have you got your Garmin, not have you got your, your sports watch? And so that, that made me feel actually – do you think you could do this? And that's really when I started the blog because I thought, well, what I'm going to do is see how far I can go using Apple Watch to train for my next Ironman, which is a much harder one, which was Ironman Wales. Mm-hmm. And that's really what I did for that whole year. And I still had the Garmin watch, and but that Garmin watch just sat on its charger and it's still on the charger actually in my <laughs> yeah. home office and haven't used it. And it's probably got 25 updates to do on it or something. And it's like not, a, not a great on. charger either, right? It's like a little funny looking thing, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And- like a pen. Yeah, I mean, the things that frustrated me with the Garmin ones were things like that, but also just the in, the variability of the software. So it, often it would be buggy and they would release, do and release, and there'd be more bugs. And I just found it frustrating and the support frustrating. And, and that's a fairly common story, I think, for some of those other devices. And it's the sort of advantage that Apple have got. I mean, not saying everything's bug-free, right. but I think it's a more professional... I think Garmin's history is much more in hardware, Right. than software and i think the software is probably much more important nowadays yeah there's, there's a there's a great word for like whenever um tissue you know becomes known as kleenex for the because of brands like uh propri- yeah. proprietary eponym is, is the is the word uh, <laughs> and, and that's sort of what garmin has become for sport watches you know like you like you mentioned yeah. um and it's funny with apple watch like a once once we talk about apple watch then I, i'm so comfortable just saying watch even though that's so you know, generic. And, uh, it's like the yeah. reverse of that almost in that discussion. Um, yeah. And, and one, one thing I wanted to mention from something earlier you said, and, and, and even just now is that my experience with the first Apple watch also was like, it, it passively collected data, but I did not actively try and close rings. I did not actively log a workout yeah. every day. Um, I did, I wore it for so many other reasons, notifications, just trying out a new gadget, you know, mm-hmm. staying in touch apple pay on the wrist like so many different yeah. things um but it wasn't the rings it wasn't fitness and uh i i think that's what helps a whole lot of people is that they'll they'll buy it for you know reasons x y and z that had nothing to do with fitness and then it catches they wear it anyway and then you yeah. get curious and you're like discover this whole other thing that it can do whereas with fitness trackers you know like um um you know a fitbit or something uh, mm-hmm. Or a Garmin. I think, like for a Garmin, you've got to be pretty. You've got to be in deep already. It isn't like your yeah. your first sports watch. Uh, often um, for a Fitbit, it's like I just want to try something. You know, I want to count my steps, lose a little little weight, and you don't have a whole lot of direction there. Um, and then maybe you stop wearing it because you kind of get demotivated and kind of give up on your goal. But with the Apple Watch, it's like you don't have to ever pay attention to the rings or use the workout experience. 
you can wear it for so many other reasons, and then you discover, oh, it can do all these other, it can do all this stuff with fitness too, and is effective. So I love that about it. Yeah, absolutely, and effective as well. Those rings are far more effective than than just step counters. Yes, totally. I think you know, and you know, it's very easy to get ten thousand steps and not really raise your heart rate, mm-hmm. and they're. And that's not necessarily that that great <laughs> right. to do. So. Yeah, um, I want, I want yeah. to jump around a little bit here. Uh, you do you still cycle uh, frequently? Yep. Yep. What, what bike do you ride? Uh, I've got a Trek sort of road bike that I've. It's a bit like um, uh, sort of Grandma's Broom. You know, I've had it. I've done thirty thousand <laughs> kilometers on it. Wow! But it's you know Grandma's Broom. Yeah, I've had it seventy years, but I've changed the handle five times and I changed the. The head ten. That's awesome. <laughs> so, it's not, so it's got different things. I've got wheels, uh, you know, new, new wheels, new yeah. uh, uh, derailers, and so on on there. So I've upgraded it quite a few times. Um, oh. I've also got. I mean, I've got. I've got a few a few bikes. I've got a separate sort of Boardman uh, road bike, which are, which was the first one I had, and I've got a um, uh, more of a sort of mountain bike as well. And then I've got a little uh, foldable bike, which is fantastic for for commuting in in London. A little Brompton, as oh, they're all, called. Which, that's awesome. Yeah. So you've, you've got a whole uh, range of bikes then. Um, I, I just bought my first Trek a f- few days ago. Uh, oh, fantastic. Yeah, I've always had like, you know, um, just, you know, a $100, $200 bike from, you know, yeah. the sports store and uh, like a Swin or something. And and, and I, I got, uh, uh, I think it's called the Domain 2, the 2020 oh, model. But that's what I have. Yeah, yeah. well, I have the Madone, yep. but the Domain is very similar. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. more, yeah. Yeah, and uh, me and my me and my partner both have that, and and one each, and so it's it's such a difference between the oh, yeah. two hundred dollar Walmart bike, which is you know it gets the job done. It, it's great for yeah. starting out, but it's heavy and everything. To having the Trek bike, I guess with this like carbon frame, it's so light, and you can just put it, yeah. you can lift it over your head. It's so light. Yeah. So, so are you started on the path of technology on bikes now, though. Uh, like, yeah, <laughs> you can start spending a lot of money on. You know, I've got DI2, um, uh, Shimano DI2 is on it, which is all the electronic shifting. Then I have power, um, meters, power oh tap goodness. P1s on the pedals, which is a, a really interesting way of monitoring your performance on the bike and also training because you know, it basically deli- measures how many watts you're pushing through the, the pedal, which is different from your heart rate and from the speed. You know, obviously speed can vary depending on course and downhill and so on sure heart rate is quite a slow um re- reaction so if you put a lot of effort in your heart rate might take 30 seconds a minute to actually get up right potentially and um, whereas power you can immediately see how how much effort you're putting into something oh you're gonna get and me so- in deep oh yeah, you- <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i've already added a few things to like the um you know, christmas gift list for, for our family of what we're gonna do to deck out our bikes but i did not know all of these things existed so i'm making a list <laughs> Yeah, and yeah, and of course, you'll the second bike will be on the way. <laughs> I, mean, there's a, there's a, I don't know whether you heard the sort of cyclist thing. How, what's the optimum amount of bikes? It's N plus one, where N is right. the amount of bikes your wife yep. knows you've got. Yes, that I mean, it's just like with running, my my uh, my, my closet is just full of shoes, like you know, <laughs> all, all, all running shoes. So. That's, yeah. that's awesome. I was curious about that. Um, is it, see, so 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 you've done two Ironman so far and and there's yep. and, and it, we spoke briefly before the show there was one that was sort of interrupted is that the one that was upcoming a few months ago or is there or yeah so, few, okay yeah yeah sorry yeah so that got yeah there was weather but uh, you know that, that stopped the ride so 
Um, I did the swim. I was very happy with the swim, came charging out, ready to transition onto the bike. And, and they were sort of saying, oh, you know, bike's been cancelled. And there was an option to stay and do the run still, but it was raining hard. It, I'd have had to wait two hours in my sure. tri suit. I didn't have any change to change it to. So I thought, <laughs> don't really fancy that. Um, but, ne- but the next thing's coming up. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to do another Ironman, I think, next year. I'll probably. But I'm looking at some more interesting things. There's a thing called Swim Run, which actually I think might be a perfect um, activity for Apple Watch. Yes. And I was thinking about this. I'll probably blog about this because I think what Swim Run is, is it's not just sort of um, one swim, one run. You do four or five swims and, and say five runs. And so the one I've entered in, uh, which I'm doing next weekend, actually, is that it's only like 18K. So you run... 15k and you swim 3k but in you know you split it up basically coast to coast uh, sorry point to point along the coast mm-hmm. awesome um yeah so it's like it feels like a real adventure you start in one point in uh, and you know just run along the coast <laughs> dive in the sea a bit swim and you have to wear a wetsuit that you run in and you have to wear the shoes that you're going to swim in and basically you've got to carry everything that you you're going to use on the event right wow yeah so it's you know, I feel like I'm Legolas or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I quite, I quite like that. And so th- there's some really world championship big events for that. Mm-hmm. And it's also an excuse to buy a whole load of gear because you can't use the same wetsuit I've used before for swimming because you need one that you can z- unzip at the front to cool down. Um, it's shorter. It's got to be, you know, comfortable for running in and not too hot. And you need, you need storage on it because you put your nutrition in the back pocket and things like that as well. Awesome. So in, in my Apple Watch Series 2 review when that first came out and, and I you yeah. know, purchased one and wrote about it, um, one of the, the things I recall highlighting of, of like, uh, this, the software needs this now because of how the hardware, what the hardware can do yeah. is because you can go from running, you know, on the beach yeah. and cycling, um, to jumping in the ocean and swimming. It's like, yeah. there, there needs to be a mode where you can, without stopping and ending a workout and starting the new one, like to quickly do that in one session. And sure enough, yeah. like in the next software update, that was there because I imagine so many people yeah. thought the same thing. Um, yeah. and, and that's so cool that the watch can do that now. Um, uh, similar to you. So I, I've got a, I finally, like just last week, I added a race calendar to my, to my calendar in iCloud. And, um, yeah. I took all the events that used to be in my family calendar to just have a race calendar of like everything that's possible to attend over the next few months. Right. And, and there are some that are, I don't think there's anything swimming yet. We, where I live on the Gulf Coast of Mississippi in the U.S., so we've got some, yeah. um, uh, some issues with, uh, flooding upstate and they had to yeah. open up, uh, some, some, some water, a spillway and then fresh water got into the salt water and it made an algae bloom that if you, uh, oh, ingest God. gives you an upset stomach. So they've, they've, the water's been a little bit off the limits this summer, which is too bad. But, um, yeah. th- there, there are some events that are, um, running and biking in that combination and i've never done that in a in a competitive environment before so i've i'm going to try to do at least one of those this fall or you know in, in the next few months so there's there's some on the on the calendar at least um you, you mentioned your blog what's your blog called uh, the apple watch triathlete.com that's, awesome. that's awesome so check that out yeah and <laughs> um, yeah and, and uh you know i just started that as part of that thing that people saying, oh, you can't use an Apple Watch to do a, to do an Ironman. So that right. was really the sort of motivation for that. Um, but it's been, you know, pretty popular. More, more, it surprised me really because I get a lot of, lot of hits. And I also realized that, um, although it's a blog, a lot of the articles are sort of 
just relevant at any time. So I keep getting the same amount of traffic through no matter what I do in a way. Um, it doesn't go down. And I think that's because people are buying Apple Watch all the time and thinking, oh, could I do, you know, could I do sport fitness with this and, and finding the blog from, from that, which is sort of interesting, I think. Yeah, definitely. You yeah. get, you get to see sort of from your blog and just kind of measuring visitors, seeing what in, in the rest of the world, what are people doing with their watch and what curiosities do they have? And clearly yeah. it, they're paying attention and they land with, with you. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, I heard you on a podcast appearance recently. I think it's called the Icon Garden. Is that right? That's right, yeah. So you you were a guest there, so so I'll have a link for that in the show notes, and everyone can give that a listen. It was really uh, nearly a two hour episode. I thought it was really interesting. I, I found it to be very entertaining and informative. Um, Thank you. In that, I heard you mention that uh, I think it was after your first Iron Man, you um, wanted you you, you seeked out to have a, a, an Iron Man logo tattoo, right? Tell me about that. Yeah. I've, yeah, I've still not done it. Oh, you um, haven't? Okay. <laughs> no one because I'm sort of worried about the pain <laughs> sure, sure. but two i did go down actually to the local tattoo artist a couple of weeks ago and said that oh, i'm going to do this and they uh but they said oh you, you can't swim when for a couple of weeks really right. you know in in open water so because i've got all these swimming events coming up i decided not to do it at that point so because i wanted it on my calf uh which you wouldn't really want to cover so yeah so i still haven't done it yet but i think it would be quite a cool. I, I'm not a tattoo type guy. I wouldn't normally had one, have one. I don't think, but I think that's quite quite a cool one to it's, have just it, the Iron Man logo on your calf. Sure, such just an go, impact so you can show life. it off as you're, you know, running past somebody. Yeah, it's <laughs> like um, you know, with, with running and and uh, at least in the US with cars, uh, people including me will have like their highest running distance as a as a tag on their uh, you know like a, a magnet uh, on their car. Yeah. So like um, yeah. some people do three point one for a five k or have five k as the sticker as as the magnet. Or oh, that's cool. Um, I've got thirteen point one because I've I've done half marathons but not marathons. And then the popular Fantastic. one is twenty six point two. And unless you are in the running world, you often don't realize what those numbers mean. Um, yeah, and so it's just kind of a nod to other drivers who aren't runners to say, "Hey, this this is I'm in that world too." Uh, I think that, oh, that's, that's cool. That's clever with the tattoo idea too, because that's something I, I think I do see in the wild. I've got I've got two tattoos myself, which is why I was curious. Um, one that they're both under my upper forearm area, and and so you yeah. can't see them with a the, with a sleeve shirt on at all. It's just whenever like, I raise my arms. But one on the left side is is Saturn, and then on the right side is the Moon. But it's like when it's in that like red Moon state. Um, so, and, and both, both are symbolic for like events in my life and kind of what I was feeling and thinking at the time. And, and then also just mm-hmm. my, my interest in space. But, um, that, that I, I hope you, uh, <laughs> find a time in your schedule around races to make that happen because I think, I think they're very cool. It's a very good way to, to mark, mark a, um, an, an accomplishment. And like you said, run past someone and just show them, Hey, I've been here before. Yeah. And it's, and it's cause it'd be hidden generally and then it will just be visible when you're running or if you've Indeed. got, uh, if you're cycling. <laughs> so yeah, I do, I do like it. I think probably will around Christmas I'll be doing, I'll, I'll hopefully get that done. Awesome. I, guess. I, hope it, I hope it goes well for you. For me, the, because it's uh, sort of un, under my arm, my arm was raised and, and for an extended period of time, uh, I, I was laying flat, but it was like raised above my head. And so, yeah. uh, the arm kind of just went numb from that anyway, <laughs> from the angle yeah. in both sentences. And so the pain was a little bit less than what you'd expect, but I don't know about, I don't know what I would expect for, for the calf. Uh, so, so but, I don't know, yeah. but best of luck there, but I hope you do it. I, I love the Thank idea. You. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, actually I'm the first Ironman. I do remember because you go through, cause they're so such a long time. Um, you, you do go through a bit of an emotional roller coaster, you sure. know, you sort of, and on the run, 
um, I remember I sort of caught up with this woman um, and it's it's weird. I don't know whether you've noticed this on half marathons. Sometimes you you just sort of fall in with a with a, a pace group or pe- yes, some people. They go ahead of you, path. and then you go ahead of them, and then you realise actually you're doing the same pace, but you're you just so so you sort of start talking to each other. Sure. Yes. And um, you know we were talking, and she was saying, "Oh, I can't wait to." You know that was her uh, her her um, motivation really. Right. She just wanted to get that Ironman t- tattoo done once she'd finished that event. Yeah. That's so cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. With, with each race, I can always, like, that, that's one of the memories of the race is, 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 is the route and your experience with it all, but just the people around you too, because you do yeah. kind of find your pack of people who are at yeah. your same pace. And then sometimes someone will, 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 you know, burst off or fall back. Um, but generally it, it, you, especially at the end, it kind of shifts up a little bit to like be kind of like one person in, 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 a, in a long yeah. lane. But, um, that, that kind of camaraderie and, 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 you know, like micro challenge among each other is, is a really cool part yeah. of the experience. Um, you know, on that first, that first Ironman I did, there was a, an 80 to 89 age group. Yes. It, wow. And there were three people in it. That's so cool. <laughs> Unbelievable. But, but then I, that's motivation, I think, because when you, you know, when you're going through your pain and you're sort of running through and think, oh, I can't do this. And you think of those sorts of people. I mean, there was a guy there, uh, you know, in that race, he was, it was f- uh, four laps of, uh, sort of 10k laps to do the marathon through the town center. And on the last one, you peeled off to the exit, you know, and went through the, the, the finishing, um, shoot. Um, but he was, he was too, he was out of time in terms of getting the, getting it finished before the cutoff. So like he was on his second lap and he went past and they said on the tannoy, um, as he was sort of literally limping <laughs> past, you know, he was really struggling and he still had 20k to do. Um, so, uh, yeah, 20k to do. And they said, you know, so you're not going to make it because you won't get through the, the cutoff. So if you want to come through now, that's fine. And he just went, no, I'm not. I'm going to give it a go. And he sure. just kept going. And so he would have finished way past midnight, I think, but he did it, which is just amazing. That, that, that is remarkable. I'm always during runs, very inspired by kids who are way younger than me who are. <laughs> competing <laughs> and yeah. and then people who are you know much older than me and then it's the people that are around my age that i'm just like you know uh i, I, I i'm not as inspired by them I, that's where i feel competitive yeah. but it's the, yeah. the, the the extreme age differences from me that i'm just like wow you, you know you're a little girl or you're an older man and it's like i you are killing this and i yeah. <laughs> you know and i'm struggling here so i love that yeah um and so, something else that i've seen on, on runs is um the Ainsley's Angels of America group, um, oh, right. where, where they, they, it, it's a two person setup where there's, um, an athlete in sort of this specialized, uh, like, like running wheelchair situation. And then there, oh, yeah. there's someone who, who pushes them. And, and, um, just, just that, you know, seeing that is very motivational. Yeah. And the last half marathon that I did, um, there was just, there was a, uh, an older man who I was, I was using to pace myself, you know, I thought he was going pretty, pretty fast and it was faster yeah. than I'd go on my own. So I just kind of, you know, I don't know if he even realized it, but I was just kind of like following him from behind. Yeah. And, um, then I saw him sort of re- relieve one of the, um, the angels, angels, you know, runners 
and and say, let me push that for you, you know, for a few miles. And just wow. like that act of kindness, like just like lit yeah. me up. And I was just like, yeah. oh, I, 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 you know, it just gave me fuel to keep running. Uh, yeah. So I, I love kind of what you see. And, and as it relates to the watch, like I would never be in any of these situations and, and get that fuel if it wasn't for, you know, just tapping into the watch and, and, yeah. and you know, falling into the world of fitness like that. I love Absolutely. It. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I think it shows as well how much on the long sort of endurance events, it's often mental strength, isn't it? And that mm-hmm. rather than ability, <laughs> rather than the physical ability that keeps you going. Yeah. Somebody once said to me, who is an ultra runner that um, he never got, which is like hundred mile runs. He never got better at running. He just got better at not stopping. Yeah. 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 Definitely. I think that's, yeah. That's a, <laughs> that's a great mindset. A good way of looking at it. This episode of Watch Time is brought to you by Monoware Design, our premier sponsor and one of the leading designers of high quality and unique bands for Apple Watch. Monoware is actually one of the first companies to make third-party Apple Watch bands, and each unique band is designed in-house by a small group of Monoware creators located in Silicon Valley. Monoware uses multiple adapters and hardware choices that cater to different Apple Watch colors and reflect your personal style. And bands are available in a wide variety of options, including leather, nylon, and metal. A band for every occasion or activity. One of my favorite monoware bands that I have in my collection is called the Perforated Leather Band. It has a tapered shape to it and subtle edge stitching, and it's made from genuine leather. It looks really nice. I think it looks a lot nicer than some of the other leather bands on the market. And also, one of the great things about it is you can pick the color of the metal connectors on the perforated leather band. You can choose between options that match dark watches or silvery watches or even gold watches and i don't have the version with the gold connectors but i do have the gold single steel apple watch and i think that the black connectors actually look really good it's a nice contrast to the gold and it complements the sort of black bezel around the display which is really subtle but looks looks really nice in my opinion so check out the perfect leather band and every apple watch band from monoware they make bands for both men and women and thanks again to Monoware for sponsoring 9to5Mac Watch Time. Get 15% off the company's premium app watch accessories at monowaredesign.com slash 9to5Mac with promo code 9to5Mac15. That's 9-T-O-5-Mac-1-5. Our thanks to Monoware for sponsoring 9to5Mac Watch Time. So tell me, tell me a bit about like a, a current day, what technology gear you're using, how you use the Apple Watch on um, a day to day basis and, and especially on runs. Like how, you know, how do you manage battery life? What are your techniques and, and what are your uses that you're getting out of it? Yeah. I mean, I was thinking about how, how, what would I miss without what Apple Watch on outside of sport? And it's, it's like you said, there's a ton of little things throughout the day. And I just started not- noting down what I was doing. And there's so much. There's, you know, there's obvious ones like notifications, reminders. Um, I use Siri an awful lot on the watch. Me too. Do you do, yeah, just for quick answers to factual questions. You know, in a discussion, uh, I use it to control home kit um, all the time. Um, wow, well, so um, taking calls, screening calls at home, even on a run, I've done that. To be honest, mm-hmm. I don't know whether you've ever. Done- and taking the call on the runs can be interesting. You do have to explain why you're panting. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love the fact that it's tracking all the time, everything. So you're resting heart rate. Right. I have two. I have two watches. Um, so I did have a 
so when I upgraded last time, I kept the Series 3, but actually I've since upgraded this, that one. So I've now got two Series 4. Reasonable. <laughs> yeah, why not? Um, but, uh, and one of the, uh, uh, and slightly annoyingly, you can't have, I mean, it works fantastic to have two watches connected to, to iPhone because as soon as you, you know, you swap them over, as soon as you look at the watch, it automatically switches. Right. It detects the motion and knows that that's the active watch. Yeah. Um, but you can't currently in, in the UK, at least on the EE, uh, um, provided you can't have both of them as cellular. Oh no. So I'll only have one as cellular, which is slightly annoying. So anyway, but I do use two. So I, which means I, I basically have it on all the, all the time. So I swap it at night and, and do sleep tracking. I use, um, sleep watch primarily for that. Although I've had the Bedit, uh, I've got the Bedit, um, device as well, mm-hmm. which is, you know, okay. Um, uh, so yeah, that, that's, and that's how I manage battery life as well on a, on a long course on a, on a Ironman, which with two watches. Mm-hmm. So I'll use one watch for the swim and leave it on, on the bike and then swap it over to the second watch for the run. Um, because, you know, 15 hours is not, you're not really going to get that right. currently on a point. Um, and that's the sort of, that's how much time it sort of takes me to do them. Yeah, for me, um, Siri is a, is a big one, and I'd kind of forgotten ab- just about the way that I use Siri in the watch um, in the earlier episodes of Watch Time because um, running the Watch OS six beta, the the feature where you activate Siri with your voice with the Hey command is um, yeah. it was it was really spotty because of the beta, and, and even just like uh, I, I I don't find that holding on the button to activate Siri is super convenient in most situations, but being able to activate Siri with voice is especially in the watch. And and so the watch becomes sort of like my number one place for interacting with Siri, even yeah. away from the iPhone, because it works on cellular as well. Um, yeah. and, and I love that for like uh, sending a message, um, you uh, creating a reminder, like you say, like so, so many things, starting a workout, you can say Siri start a 30 minute yeah. outdoor walk. And that that's like the fastest way to do that, you know, without jumping through yeah. the, the, the navigation in the menu, uh, the workout app. So I, I love Siri and the watch and, and I'm, I'm glad that in recent beta versions of watch OS six, I, it since returned to where I can have the feature on and, and use it reliably. So that's my thing. Yeah. And, and in the series, I guess I was in the series three watch Siri gained the voice, you know, for the, for the yeah. first two versions. So, so first gen, um, and then series one, series two, there was no voice feedback. It was just all, all text. And then they added the voice feedback in the third, uh, in the series three watch. And then it got much louder with series four because of the louder speaker. So, uh, I, I am loving that experience. The yep. Siri with HomeKit, that's the way I use with, with HomeKit Apple smart home framework, uh, as well as Siri on the Apple watch, the home app on the watch. Do you bother with that much or do you ignore it? Like I do. Yeah, I tend to find, whenever I go to it, it seems to not be, not be able to connect to certain things. I don't know why. It never seems to work that well for me. Yeah, it's gotten, so, but it's, I will, it's gotten better, yeah. but it's not optimal yet. Yeah. 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 So I don't really use that, but definitely use it. I mean, and in fact, Steph, my wife, who's got an Apple Watch and, um, and she's not sort of deep into, to athlete uh, sports like me, but she closes her rings every day since awesome. she's had it. Never stopped. Um, and since I, you know, when I installed all the home kit stuff, I sort of went a bit mad at Christmas actually. So it, you have that light bulb moment when you get one light bulb and then everything else has to yes. follow. <laughs> so, <laughs> so she did say to me, you've made, cause I, uh, you don't, I didn't realize at first, you know, put all the light bulbs in and then think, Oh, 
how are people going to do this without switches? I hadn't really put the switches in. And right. She said, you've made something that was really simple, super complicated. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> What's wrong with a switch? But now she, she, she uses her watch to do it. So she said, you know, she uses good night. We've got set some nice scenes set up in the lounge for watching movies, things like that. So she uses her watch to do that uh, as well. So, um, I think it's interesting. Siri just finds its way in, doesn't it? Into, into these areas where it's convenient rather than it being a, you've, once you, once it becomes something that you do without thinking, then that's when it's really useful. Yeah. When, when yeah. the watch was first announced at the keynote, they didn't show a whole lot with Siri, sort of, of, of what I expected, but I still, in the period between the keynote and then the eventual release, you know, several months later, um, I sort of, uh, dreamed up Siri being on the watch w- way more effective, faster with voice, with more capabilities. You know, I, I yeah. sort of copied what the iPhone can do and just assumed that would be on the first generation watch. And it's been such a small, you know, climb to get there, but we're, we're getting really close. And I think, I mean, and, and, my use cases, it, it, it does everything I need it to do. And even like a recent thing, um, before watch OS six, the software that's coming this fall is you, you could say Siri, where is mom? Uh, if you share yeah. a location with fine friends and it wouldn't be able to answer, it could run it on the iPhone, even though that worked on the yep. iPhone. So the thing to do is say Siri open find friends app, you know, and then yeah. it would launch the app and hopefully you'd see it as, as like at the top result or you had to scroll. Um, as of, as of the latest watch OS uh, six beta version, you can now say where is a contact and, and find friends now called find my and, and it will, um, show you without having to, to tell you you need to do that a different way. So, so many things are getting That's better. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, um, that's fantastic. I mean, I, I, when I did a the London Marathon, actually, I missed my family on the first sort of loop round, right? And that that would have been ideal for that. So I could have just been able to say, you know, where's Steph, right? And, and you know, get a decent idea where they were because they were trying to get through to a space, you know, but they couldn't, couldn't get to the space they wanted to get to because it's so busy and so on. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, that's really useful. That's so cool. And I, I did have a recent experience on just just last Saturday. I was on a on a five k race, and um, in the last uh, like half mile before the finish line, I had a phone call on the wrist, and the watch it said telemarketer, and I was just like dismissed. <laughs> you know, it was like a brief interruption, but it was enough of an annoyance because it said telemarketer that I was just like, ah, I got distracted. Now I'm gonna run faster to make up for that. So, um, but at least you had, did you have the satisfaction of saying sorry to the telemarketer? I can't speak to you because I'm running a half now. I, I just got the satisfaction of hitting decline before I even <laughs> answered. I have had, uh, I have had phone calls when I'm like using the treadmill or something and I have to answer yeah. because it's somebody important for work. And I have yeah. to say, pardon, pardon my breath. I'm, I'm winded right now because I paused a workout. <laughs> so that, yeah. that's definitely a thing. Um, and the first time I tried this, the series three, I got that to review before it was out and that was so exciting, but I, I called my mom on a run and I was just like, we just had a little chat, like as I was running and I was like, I'm just running. Yeah. And then I said, by the way, I don't have my phone with me. It's, it's back home. <laughs> and she's like, yeah. how? <laughs> you know, it was so neat. Um, it is really good. Yeah. I tell you, one of the things I've just, you mentioned about what technology, I just bought some of these, uh, Bose, uh, frames. Have you seen these? I have. Bluetooth. Yeah. They, that's quite cool to, for running in. And cause they've got a microphone and speakers in obviously as well. Yeah. Um, and I've been using those recently and that's quite good for. So, so, so those are like sunglasses and then they've got Bluetooth audio and they don't go in your ears, but they aim towards your ears, not with like bone conduction, right? Like aftershocks, yeah. but, but more just like a small Bluetooth speaker pointed towards your yeah. ear. Yeah. Yeah. And it's fine for, um, you know, uh, spoken word. 
Mm-hmm. I think you lose a bit of bass, but I do think the shape of your ears might have an impact. Sure. If I pull my ears around, you get more bass, but I'm not, <laughs> yeah. not really convenient to do while you're running. Right. Um, but they've got an AR platform as well, because they've got other sensors in terms of, you know, knowing where your head is in, in space, which is interesting. And it gives me, you start, it makes you think, uh, what, you know, a potential Apple uh, glasses could be like yeah, going forward. Wow. I, I hadn't considered that for how it could, it could have in the, you know, a fitness high end and, and use during runs, but that's interesting. I saw, I saw a Reddit post recently where someone had, um, it was an older gentleman and he was sort of doing his review of the Bose frames and how it's been useful for, um, I, th- I think maybe even his job was like, um, chopping down trees. And so he right. could, he could listen to things and use his shades outside. To, uh, and, and like yeah. me, he would need prescription lenses. So he had, uh, prescription shades, you know, uh, built into the oh, frames. Right. So that, that was neat. Yeah. I mean, the one, the one thing is nobody knows you're, you're listening to anything. That's, right. <laughs> which is, could be, it can be a positive sometimes. Yeah. I had a, uh, my uncle and he lives in Miami, Florida, and he has a landscaping company called Real Landscape. And he put me to work when I was 15 and like, just like a summer job for cash. And, uh, yeah. I had just like an MP3 player, not an iPod, but just a generic MP3 player. And yeah. I've always loved listening to music whenever I'm doing work, you know, especially a workout. But ju- just with like the landscaping, um, you know, whatever task I was given, I would like to have my headphones in. And um, he didn't like the way that looked in front of the client. So I had to, just, <laughs> I wasn't allowed to do that. So something more uh, subtle would be good <laughs> in that situation. Yeah, it's, it's definitely interesting for that. Yeah. Um, I I know that you're a Tesla driver, right? Model S. Yeah, yeah. Do you do you do anything with the watch with Tesla, or is it all from the iPhone, or how how do you do that? Um, yeah, I mean, I do. I use Siri because you, it hasn't got CarPlay at Tesla. They've got their own thing. So basically, you connect your phone to by Bluetooth. Mm-hmm. Um, for some reason, you can't connect Apple Watch to by Bluetooth to Tesla, and I don't think that is supported in many cars, really. Correct. But, <laughs> yeah, I don't know why that's the case. Um, but anyway, if I connect my phone i do and you know the phone's sort of stored away uh but i will then use siri to change the music um while i'm driving so that's quite handy that's useful um yeah that is handy for that um and occasionally i've done it to just do a sort of ask siri what its estimation for a a distance you know how long to get somewhere is compared to tesla's because tesla's sort of routine is is a lot better than it was a year or so ago, but it it can be. I always used to think we, my wife and I, used to think is it deliberately taking us down these <laughs> these roads we've never been down before because right. they're trying to learn about this road or something. That's a good um, thought, yeah. yeah, I don't know, but uh, no, they were tremendous cars. Now. I love it. We've actually just ordered a Model Three now as well. Yeah. Do you do you do you follow electric? Yeah. 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 So, so so nine to five Mac obviously is is the Apple site, but electric E L. E-C-T-R-E-K.co yeah. is the green energy and, and heavily focused on Tesla site. So I was, I was curious. Yeah, no, it's yeah. great. Yeah. They have some fantastic stuff on that. So yeah, I do. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. Um, tell me, tell me about your, your uh, ebook. Oh, right. So yeah, well, uh, part of the blog, uh, you know, as I sort of put that together, as people read something, often people will say, but what about this? And I'd have another blog entry about that. And I was thinking, you know, you could could just point people to different articles. Throughout, but because these aren't so timely, like I say, they sort of each one can sort of form its own piece of information you could read at any time. It seemed to make sense to put it all together into a book. So I put it all together into a book, added additional stuff in there that I hadn't blogged about. Um, 
put in some training plans as well um, that people could follow for triathlons, ranging from a sprint triathlon up to um, you know full Ironman. Right. Um, they, they're just manual plans. I mean, I would love to have the perfect solution where you could get a plan directly onto the watch. It would tell you to what you were doing that day, and then it would log it, and then it would put it back into the the software, and the software would then adjust depending on your other metrics that it's measured to adapt the plan and we've got some things that you know go towards that but we haven't fully got that yet so anyway the book has has manual um manual plans in there but basically it's just a whole load of information about how to use and how i used apple watch to train for for an ironman that's really cool Uh, so i I like the way that that, it goes from from blog to book because the thing about blogs is like um the, the the most recent entry is is the first thing you see but your yeah. best work might not be the latest thing you've done um, yeah. and it likely isn't and and so you can do things like that like like you can have the best of content you know the most popular stories as as you know action buttons from from the home page but um just the blog format kind of lends itself to the, the newest thing first and you you might not see the best thing there that people go for um yeah and 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 also it can be scattered about it can be like what you want to see is this article from six months ago and two weeks ago and one year ago you know and it's not it's not organized the way it's organized the way that you've written it and 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 chronologically but not in you know order that you might do it if you're doing it all over again and so yeah. the book i love that that idea because then it's this is a definitive source of what i know in one place that is that isn't a website, you know, and that, that's really neat. Yeah. And, and you've done the ebook format, which makes it very accessible. Um, and and I'll be honest, I'm kind of inspired to <laughs> do my own version of this because I've certainly written about personal experiences a year ago, two years ago, here and there, but it, it's yeah. not in one place. And I feel like, wow, I I, I want to take a deep dive into your book now, which which is called how to train. It's how to train for. Let's see. How to train like an Iron Man, Iron Man with Apple Watch. There you go. And and so, so that, that's so neat. I love the idea of that. And and now I I I have to take a deep dive into it because I I kind of want to do my own version of it now based on what you've done here. I think that's so neat. Yeah, no, that'd be that'd be fantastic if you did that. I think. Yeah. Of uh, how long has this been out now, and where, where can you find it? Um. So you, you can get it on Apple Books, or you can go to the blog. Um. The Apple Watch triathlete.com and pick it up from there. So I, I finished it in December, which was after the, you know, after that sort of year's worth of training right. and doing the, doing the Ironman Wales, which is considered one of the hardest Ironmans in the world. Indeed. Yeah. By the way. Well, <laughs> con- congratulations for both that finishing that and for the book and shipping that. So that's a great accomplishment. Both are. Thank you. Tell me also about, uh, just in, in listening to your podcast appearance, you guys got into some really interesting things with, with what sort of gadgets you can, you can, um, you, you could use or you, you can use now and what Apple Watch could take advantage of in the future. Um, things like the, um, the accessory that you use on your hip now. And then also yeah. things like what Apple could do with A&T, which I know to be an, an alternative to Bluetooth, I believe, and then power meter and things like that. So talk to me about the things that are way over my head, but that you know about. <laughs> yeah, so I've got the sensor um, from a company called Human.io, and it's a muscle oxygen sensor. So you, you strap it to your thigh, and they have it, it doesn't work uh, with Apple Watch on its own yet, unfortunately. And the software that's provided is a little bit buggy in my experience 
but it's fascinating data that it's capturing. So that whole that idea of you know can can the health app you know get this big holistic information about what your performance is and what your current state is. This you know as you exercise, if you if you wear it, you can sort of see it on your watch as you're along using the app, and you see your your oxygen levels go in, into your muscles, um, you know quite quickly as you start exercising, start exercising hard, and then you'll hit a sort of level where you're comfortable, and then if you sprint or if you're on a bike and you're going up up a hill so you're really putting a lot of effort in then that will you you can see the effect of that in that um it it might start to drop because you're not able to deliver the oxygen your body isn't able to deliver the oxygen to the missiles missiles quick enough Mm -hmm. and that's when you're sort of entering into what's called a you know you're sort of going into an anaerobic zone zone rather than an aerobic zone and that's not something you can sustain so the idea is that you want for endurance to stay at the threshold or the sweet spot just below where that sort of change happens so that your body's getting energy from a source that can be sustainable rather than something that's just used for hard effort. And sometimes people refer to that as well every time you go into that sort of red zone mm-hmm. as you know, burning a, a match. You know, this is what they talk about on the Tour de France a lot. You know, you've only got so many matches to burn and if they sprint hard or go out on the front by themselves without team support – you know, you burn a you burn a match and you've only got so many of those and then you're sort of gonna get dropped and collapse. Um so it's very interesting to get that live data mm-hmm. uh, as you're exercising and then also to use it to analyze your performance later on. So that's fascinating. Um and I don't know whether that sort of stuff can be incorporated into Apple. I'm sure it could be at some point, you know, more and more sensors like that. The other one I use a lot on the bike is the like I mentioned earlier the you know, the power centers, sensors on the pedals, there's different mm-hmm. places you can put power sensors or power meters. Um, so I, for training, you know, I will typically, ba- the training plan will, for, for the bike will typically be based around power output and zoning that. So you can say, you know, go and do a, um, a hundred K ride, uh, and stay in zone two the whole way mm-hmm. as much as possible. Um, so that's, you know, quite easy zone two, zone five is the hardest. Um, but it's really important to do training for endurance in those sorts of zones and not just think more pain, more, you know, more pain, more gain, because that's just not true at all. It will lead to injury and burnout. It's injury, yeah. But you also, you know, you, when you train in those lower zones, you're in, you train your body to be more efficient in them and sure. actually you increase the threshold. So actually during the Ironman event, you want to be, you know, 70% of your maximum sort of of your threshold throughout the whole event. And that's how you can keep going. And if you couldn't, if, if you're going, if you go too high, you won't be able to keep going. So you've got to, so the idea is you, you train your body to be in that zone, but you improve the performance in that zone. If you see what I mean. Mm-hmm. Indeed. If you're a sprint, a sprinter or, you know, something else, then you'd be a completely different approach. Right. But, but, um, you know, that's what I, I find uh, interesting. So the more Apple can put in the watch in terms of sensors or, or improve Bluetooth because Bluetooth, I've not successfully really connected the watch to my power sensors on the bike. There are some apps, um, that attempt to do it and do it and do succeed, but are too fiddly, um, often. And I, I, I need when I'm going out on train. I've already, I've already spent a lot of effort just motivating myself to get ready to go out. And what I hate is if you get to that point and you hit some sort of technical glitch because yes. this isn't working. Right. And it's like, oh, no, I just need to. I don't, you know, I don't need that at this point. So 
Um, for some reason, the Bluetooth support, I don't know whether you know why this is uh, on the watch isn't because it is Bluetooth five, right? I don't right. know why it can't connect to the things that the phone can, but that seems to be the case. Yeah. It, it, it definitely connect. making some intentional choices. I mean, we mentioned earlier that in, in the show that you can connect to most car audio systems that, that that's its own yeah. class of Bluetooth audio and that they, they can identify it and they don't let you use that. And there's solutions like you can connect, um, like a Bluetooth, uh, dongle to a line in port and then sometimes trick the watch to connect to that and then play like, like you're playing a line in from an iPod or a yeah. CD player or something. But, um, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's funny. And I, I, it seems like uh, the answer to me just, it has to be we're in the early days and that they're still exploring yep. all these different things. And then it's just, it's on the list, but they haven't gotten there. Um, yeah. but even something like, like A&T. So I wasn't familiar with A&T as like an alternative, of Bluetooth, but I have a heart rate monitor called the Polar OH1, and oh, right, yeah. just through an update, they said, you know, update the firmware in your sensor now, and it will work with A&T uh, as well, and so I heard I heard you uh, mention, you guys mentioned that on, the, on your podcast <laughs> yeah. appearance, and I'm like, oh, A&T, I know that from that firmware update, and it just makes me think, uh, I don't know a whole lot about it yet, and I haven't like, done a deep dive, but just makes me wonder, what, what can this do with Apple Watch in the future, and what are the benefits, you know? Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, I, it, I, I don't know whether it's pronounced ANT or ANT plus because you normally have a plus next to it, but I think it was a Garmin proprietary protocol initially. Okay. So a lot of devices were only supported that before Bluetooth came along. Mm-hmm. But then there was a, a real surge that the people say we, we want Bluetooth support as well. So, so ANT plus has been around a lot longer. It had more private channels. Um, it does, it's, it's fairly robust. So the private channels bit would be that you, you've got a device and it would only connect to this other device and nobody else could see it. And so I think that's how Garmin originally, you know, did it. Their voice, their watches were the only things that could connect to their right. power meters. Or um, but then they sort of opened that up a bit. It's much better at connecting multiple things to the same uh, sensor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because Bluetooth has issues with that sometimes. Isn't it? it seems to be better recently, but you know, sometimes you've got a Bluetooth device connected to your iPad. Uh, and then you're trying to connect it to your phone and you can't because the device is connected to the iPad and you have to sort of go and turn it off on the iPad. I don't, you know, that's something I haven't seen recently, but I used to have an awful lot of problems with. Right. Um, but I do, I think, I, you know, because there was that movement to, for a lot of devices to be both support, support Bluetooth and, uh, and plus, I think, I think Bluetooth's probably still the, the way forward. I don't, I can't imagine Apple wanting to license and plus from Garmin. I see. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that, I think that's correct in saying that they have, they would have to do that. Yeah. They, I mean, I guess they may come up with, with their own alternative. I mean, Bluetooth's getting a hard um, hit in the moment in the press for security, isn't it? Yes. Uh, and, you know, I, that made me think because I've got, we've got so many things connected via Bluetooth. So maybe there is a future for something that isn't Bluetooth that is proprietary to Apple in the same way that they've sort of tried to do. Uh, you know, doing the H1 on the, on the AirPods and is it H1, H2 on the AirPods? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and similar to, uh, even Gemkit where it's, you know, we're using special right. stuff here and it's only going to be on yeah. certain machines. 
Um, but yeah, it's, it's, I, haven't, I haven't thought of that. I've taken just a peek at the Wikipedia page for uh, for for Ant, and uh, yeah. so it's, a, it's it's adaptive network topology. And, and like you mentioned, yeah. it's it's from what this says oriented towards usage with sensors, especially multiple sensors. So um, yeah. that's interesting. So um, maybe it isn't something that Apple needs to pay attention to. And and if, if Bluetooth kind of they hit the, the ceiling with Bluetooth, that maybe they can do something proprietary. And I think they're maybe. influential with Bluetooth, so they've they've got you know some influence there where they can see we need this from the Bluetooth standard so let's go that direction yeah and i I could see a market of like um works with apple watch sensors where you know whatever apple does they've got the special integration with that's beyond bluetooth yeah that'd be good um yeah gym kit is is interesting isn't it have you had much success because i still haven't found one (laughs) gym kit uh device in the uk and i've tried really hard yeah i uh, i uh my my closest has been I've never used Jumpkit before, and I've heard from a few readers on 9to5Mac who have, and they've shown like the, what the experience is like, but it's certainly not, um, I don't think the ball's been moved with Jimkit. You know, it hasn't, hasn't spread about like maybe they'd hoped. And the idea with Jimkit is that you, um, you kind of wave your watch near a, a fitness machine, like, like a treadmill or an elliptical or something. And, you get the incline data from the treadmill that your watch just can't know. And the treadmill gets your heart rate sensor without having to hold part of the treadmill or something. Um, and the, and yeah. the speed and all, all the stats are in sync. And it's also private because it goes from, you know, the, the treadmill shares the data with the watch, the watch shares it with the treadmill. And when you finish the workout and leave, it's not saved with the treadmill. It's, it's erased. Um, and, and that is awesome. Like I would love to have that, but as, as I often just do a Google search for like, um, where to find gym kit equipment, whether it's at a gym or for home equipment. And the, the top result is often like the story I wrote several years ago on like where to find it. And there's been no news there. And I'm just like, Oh no. Yeah. Um, I'm cursing myself with that, but, um, yeah. it, it's sort of implied in the name gym kit that, that they're, they, what they want there are for fitness clubs, you know, big gyms to whenever they replace their equipment, replace it with gym kit equipment. And that's a slow process and that's expensive yeah. and, and everything. And, and so on a consumer level, like the cheapest treadmill you can buy with gym kit is like $12,000, yeah. you know? And, uh, yeah. So. I mean, our local gym just got a whole load of, or a month or so back, got a whole load of life fitness, which supports gym kit. So I was quite excited and I asked them whether they did it. They didn't know anything. I went to life fitness support and they said it should, but they had to have bought the, the, the module for it to support, which they hadn't bought. Oh, no. So it seems like there's an extra level. And I don't know whether there's that much of, you know, that my gym didn't know anything about it really. Um, so I think it's not, there's not there yet at a point where you, the, there's some people are going in and saying we want gym kit support for, for our Apple watches. Right. To give the gyms the motivation to actually pay for that module, I guess. Right. So my, my, I, I go to two different gyms and one just does not have it. And one has the, um, the mach- from, from the brands that would support gym kit. It's, it's, it's a techno gem is one and they have techno gem yeah. equipment and it even has NFC, which is, part of what you need to have it work. And um, what happens is if you try to wave it, it, it doesn't have, 
it's not the latest version or, or it's not like the few years ago version. They bought it like the year before Jim kit came out and I don't yeah. think it's upgradable and it's, and it's also just a very bad interface to control yeah. you know, speed and everything. But, um, I, I was so hopeful when I saw NFC, I was like, Oh, techno Jim NFC, this will work with Jim kit. And you, yeah. you try it, you know, you make sure it's turned on and it doesn't do anything. And yeah. what, what it does do is whenever you put your phone there, it activates Apple pay <laughs> because it thinks you're doing a transaction. <laughs> so, um, I, I, in the UK, there's, um, this is this is three year old news, so it's that's, that's how long it's been since this this yeah. happened. But uh, the Virgin Active Gem in London is is the one place you could seek it out, I believe. Um, oh right, yeah. oh, I might do that then. Yeah, <laughs> that, yep. The the Mansion House Virgin Active Gem. So I think it's one okay. one location, and that's that's kind of yeah. been that was also in coordination with Apple, which is I think why it's there. So, um, but I, I have uh, heard from from you know readers of Nine to Five Mac and listeners of Happy Hour in this show that they've they've seen. Like their YMCA or their their you know local gem, it 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 appears. So I hope that in time it, it happens and eventually yeah. it comes down market where you don't have to have a twelve thousand dollar treadmill to have you know that yeah. that feature because I don't think it's worth twelve thousand dollars. You know, yeah. it's it's such a you know it, it's useful but it's not that game changing. So yeah, it reminds me a bit of um. This, here's something else you can spend your money on Zach for yes. bikes. Is uh, have you heard of smart smart trainers? I don't think so. Oh, oh, is, is this like like a <laughs> that's whole? opened a whole new avenue? So you can, if you're during the winter, if you wanted to train on your bike, yeah, bef- and you use your bike rather than a sort of gym bike, you can get a train. Uh, they used to call them turbo trainers, um, which and you can take the back wheel off, or sometimes they sort of fit the back wheel. You you still leave the back wheel on, and you know you basically spin on it, but you've got your own fitting for your bike, so it's a whole lot better. And then smart trainers. Um, added Bluetooth and Antlers support to it. Oh. So that, but made it open. So when, when they first came out, most of the people who were producing, companies that were producing that were very proprietary and you had to subscribe to their software service or software things. So if you wanted to ride through Central Park, you'd have to, you know, get their software to do that and pay for that course. But then there was a lot of pressure for, to make it more open. And now it's very open. So now if you buy a smart trainer from, say, uh, Wahoo or Tax, TACX, mm-hmm. there's very other ones. You can connect all sorts of Bluetooth apps to it. So, for example, I use a thing called Zwift, Z-W-I-F-T, um, which is fantastic virtual sort of world. Uh, and you connect it to your trainer and you can use an iPad. You run the software on your an iPad or a Mac or, or your phone. Um, but it also connects to your heart rate and actually will take the heart rate from from your watch, which is from Apple Watch, which is, pretty smart because right. nobody else does that and they do a sort of clever trick by um you run a companion app on the phone to be able to send it to say the ipad ah. or even the apple tv because they've got an apple tv app as well i, um, I, I love how much technology and fitness there is that yeah. you can get into <laughs> uh, yeah and then what it does is a bit like the sort of incline it will control the power that you your the or the resistance on the on the turbo automatically mm-hmm so you can either set a training session or you could just be riding. So as you go up the hill, you know, it'll be harder to pedal. Um, right. And it's all automatic. So that's, and it's a fantastic way to train as well. Because if you build a training pan to say, I want to do, you know, 10 minutes at this power, then these intervals and that, there's no escape from it. <laughs> you can't change gear. It won't make any difference because right. it's still going to keep the same resistance. So uh, you just have to sweat through it. Um, 
and there's no there's no, no way of getting getting out of it. Right. Yeah. And, Apple's uh, online store used to sell a Wahoo trainer like that year, yes. years ago. I looked. I just did a search, and they don't anymore. They just have like the, no. the Lumos bike helmet, where you can you know, uh, yeah, you know, it, it, you know, have like like lights and blinkers and everything. Yeah. Ride, but and I've got yeah. yeah. They um, I bought my first Wahoo trainer from Apple Store, ah. actually, and then. Um, yeah, they didn't know what it was. They was like, what, what, is <laughs> what is this that we saw? <laughs> and it's, it was so heavy. Yeah. It took us two of us to sort of wheel it out to get, get it out to the car. Right. And they were like, you're the first person who's bought one. Like, what is it? <laughs> it was. But yeah, they don't think they do sell it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't see it listed now. Um, yeah. are you familiar with Peloton? With what? Sorry? With, with Pel- oh, Peloton. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I- my wife bought the Peloton bike recently after we, we oh, okay. were in a, a showroom floor and she kind of got yeah. to try it and everything. And, and I, I really enjoy that. And, and, um, what you're talking about with, with, with power exertion and everything is like, I, I think that's, that's a, that's a big factor there. She's, she's yeah. way more into it than I am, but that's kind of what led yeah. to us getting the Trek bikes is, um, I, nice. I, I prefer something outside more than in, in, inside, you know, if the weather permits. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I did go from the Peloton bike to re- reaching out to Peloton and asking to review the treadmill that they have uh yeah it costs about twice what the bike costs so it's, it's pretty expensive right. but uh yeah it, it, it is a it is a terrific treadmill in terms of how comfortable it is and, and the mechanism for changing speed and incline and then having the live classes and it basically looks and like does the, that does that work with so the does the incline work with their software um so so the incline they, they've got their, you have to manually do. yeah they, they've got their screen and so you you do manually change it and i, I think the 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 sort of um, user friendly approach is, is that they want, um, anyone to be able to, to take these live classes and they give you instructions. Yeah. But if you need to tamp it down some, you can. Um, but I, I, I don't see why they couldn't wire it that way in the future if they wanted to have a more advanced mode, um, for more serious people who have, you know, you want to do a course and have it, have it react. Um, cause they do have these scenic routes too that aren't the live classes, but the scenic yeah. routes are just pretty with music, but they're not tied to, what's happening on screen you're in full control um but, yep. but they do have this great system for changing the speed and incline with, with these rolling knobs on the sides of the rails and oh, okay compared to like the uh, techno gem treadmill yep. at my ymca which is it, it's new but it's it's dated compared to newer stuff it's slow yep. and laggy and having like real-time easy control comfortable control it, it, I, I quite like what what peloton's doing on their machine but no gem kit um the one thing I have hope for is that their screen is is modular and that you can replace it with a newer version in the future. You know, your your, right. your bike or treadmill they're going to last ages, but the but the, the computer part won't. It'll be outdated in time. And so, um, my hope is that they could have a newer version of the screen that works with Gym Kit, and that could be how you upgrade to it without buying a whole new treadmill. So, um, interesting. Yeah, it's almost like the all we need from a treadmill is the basic motor and sort of incline right, right. and then and then just an ipad on the top that connects everything that would yeah bef- before <laughs> you come up with that before gym kit was announced at at apple's developer conference you know whatever year that was a few years ago like 2016 2017 i had experience with this techno gem treadmill at a at the w hotel in atlanta and it was like this is the nicest treadmill i've ever seen it's got this giant screen on it and and you know it wasn't slow at the time it was new and uh yeah. it's like this is this is pretty cool there should be like a mode on the ipad where your your watch talks to your ipad and you have this fitness yeah. app on your ipad that you put on any any dumb machine and it makes it smart and that all you need is the like you said the motor the belt whatever 
and you the, the computer is your iPad and your watch, and those two talk to each other and program and talk to the machine, right? Yeah. Have you have you heard any? Is there any sort of rumors at all about iPad supporting health or or connecting to the watch somehow? You know, they they did. Um, I think I think they like the first step to it all was like making the health. Uh, data sync, you know, you can, you can sync right. with iCloud. And I, I guess yeah. that, that can work between multiple iPhones, maybe. But, um, and, and they even did the thing where they have the, um, the bedtime clock and the clock app, which can yeah. give sleep data to the health app. And that was in the iPad, even though there was no health app. But I, I don't know. It just hasn't been any, any, any movement there. And surely if they can back it up to iCloud and have it sync between devices, they can also sync it to another device like an iPad. And, and because it would be terrific on the iPad as like this big tablet interface and the, yeah. new, the new health app in iOS 13 just looks awesome. And, yeah. and even so on the Mac, like, you know, now with, with, um, Catalyst where you can take an iPad app and convert it to a Mac yeah. app, you know, with fewer steps, like that app would be awesome on the Mac too, you know? Yeah. 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 And those trends and new trends and so on that, you know, they could really go to town on a bigger screen for that. Absolutely. I mean, just like this big, I would love to have just in my office, like a dashboard, you know, always to, to glance at. And, and one of the information panels is like what you see in trends and activity in the health app. That would yeah. be so neat. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, Ari, uh, do you have anything else to, to mention uh, on this episode before we wrap up? And no, nothing else on my notes. Okay. So, so you, uh, you're on Twitter. What's your Twitter handle? It's just Ian Blackburn. Okay. And again, your blog is? The Apple Watch com. Okay. And your book is? Uh, How to Train Like an Iron Man with Apple Watch. Yep. And you can find that in Apple Books or on the blog. That's so cool. In the blog, yeah. Yeah, that's so cool. Well, thanks so much, Ian, for joining me. I've had a blast talking to you. Now I've got to go make a big shopping list um, for things to, <laughs> <laughs> things to add. I love it, though. You, you've mentioned things over the over the years, you know, Um uh, to, to me and um, I've you know I, I admire how deep into the space you are and also like just, yeah. just in general like um, with with sport with running with, with cycling with swimming and everything there's so much data to it that, that, that yeah. that's the difference between like recreational and going a little yeah. bit further um, yeah. and you know you, you can just do the thing for how it feels and, and, and to enjoy the way it feels and everything but if you want to yeah. advance you know um, the, the way that your mindset is not just collect data for the sake of collecting it, but use the data um, to push yourself forward. Yeah. The way that can work with Apple Watch, and then also just this big ecosystem of accessories that um, can work. It, it, it inspires me to go deeper. Um, and one more thing I'll say is that sure. I, I, since the Series 2 with GPS added, and then the Series yeah. 3 with cellular, I've been sort of obsessed with trying to do so much with just the Apple Watch and put the iPhone in the background. Um, yeah. But... The I, I'm sort of reframing how I'm thinking about it. It's like the iPhone, you know, you, you, you get benefit from having the watch paired with the iPhone and having it in the same space in terms of battery life and, 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 and um, you know, horsepower, what, what, what has to work on the watch and what can work on the phone. But also, I'm okay with bringing in new sensors and everything to work with the watch. And I'm, I'm kind of looking at the phone as like another just computer, you know, that, that can work with the watch. It's like the... the, yeah. the you know the the primary thing but the 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 phone kind of being an accessory to the watch and that it can do even more when you have that in the in the background so yeah i agree and also the battery thing is is helped enormously by having the watch just having the phone nearby yes. isn't it? i mean when i did the london marathon i had 50 percent left because i had the back my my um phone in my back pocket right so i wasn't using it or strapping it, it wasn't an inconvenience but i had a sort of tri-suit type thing on with a back pocket so i could just slip it into that and uh 
yeah, I've got amazing battery life, but yeah. you just don't get that without the phone at the moment. Yeah, I've, I've done enough experimentation now with trying to do long races and everything with just the watch and sort of seeing what the limitations are. And, and something I'll do yeah. in the future too, but I'm thinking, um, you know, just based on what we're talking about now, like I'm thinking I'm going to be okay with, you know, bring the phone too. It's, it's not uh, any any less uh, authentic, yeah. <laughs> I guess. So. Yeah. yeah. All right, yeah. Ian. Well, thanks so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. This has been so much fun. Oh, I've really enjoyed it. Thanks very much for inviting me. All right, that's watch time for this week. I want to thank my guest, Ian Blackburn, one more time. I really was inspired by his story, and I hope you are too. And also his uh, creativity in putting together an ebook about his Apple Watch experience with, with health and fitness. I really want to copy that idea now. Uh, now, Ian has been generous and added a promo code for 20% off his book uh, using promo code 9to5MacWatchTime. That's 9-T-O-5MacWatchTime altogether. I'll have a link for that in the show notes as well. And uh, also, Ian's going to be participating in the Dart 10K. That is a an outdoor 10-kilometer swim in uh, mid-September. And anyone who sponsors him in the swim will receive a uh, a free copy of his book if you sponsor him and send him an email so check out links for that in the as well and uh I, I love that drive and just that ability to uh and, and, you know involve people in his activities and then promote promote them that way that's really awesome and uh i sort of inspired to be as uh, as thoughtful as he is with, with these adventures and endeavors and also uh, i want to thank one more time monoware for sponsoring i don't have a time our premier sponsor you can get 15% off the company's premium Apple Watch accessories at monowaredesign.com slash 9to5Mac with promo code 9to5Mac15. And uh, with that being said, I'll be back in two weeks with a brand new episode of 9to5Mac Watch Time. Bye, everybody. <laughs>